New days, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Told in semantic. Special dedication, all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sued in semantic. Yeah, man, Big up to the man, yeah. Sued in semantic. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, smash the like button, share it with your friends, family, dog, Aunt Louise, whoever. Uh, make sure to check uh, both of us out on social media. I'm going to drop all the, all the social media links. Uh, today, we have Almoga on the show. Okay, welcome. How are you, man? Great to have you. Yeah, so uh yeah thanks for coming so i found you through <clears throat> i found you through uh, a buddy alone avgi and i uh, came across mm-hmm. your page and, and i noticed a few things right away and it was very interesting to me uh, you know you you're traveling constantly with uh, your wife and son you're doing this you're really doing this for a living so before i before anything what got you and your wife to decide to make this a thing, you know, because this is something that I think many people would love to do. People, everyone wants to travel. How did you That's both right. decide, how did you both decide to make this a full-time job? And, and, and another amazing question is you decide to do it with your son instead of just doing it alone with you, with your wife, you know, because that takes, it's a lot of responsibility. You always have to make sure that he's taking care of it. At this point, say again. I don't think I had an option. You know, I, I couldn't leave him behind at this point. <laughs> yeah, I guess if it's all the time, yeah, man. But still, in I mean, a way, all... one of the things we always said, like, oh, I wish we started sooner. You know, because traveling with a kid is a completely different style. Um, <laughs> as you can imagine, you know, when you have a kid, you always, uh, you, you always put yourself as a second favorite, but. In a way, you know, as a parent, nothing makes you any happier than, than seeing your kid happy. So the, the whole vacation is becoming a little bit, a little bit of a 50-50. It's, you know, it's a part of you and a part of what you can do for them so they can enjoy the, the trip because you can be completely selfish and, and just travel and care about yourself and other kids. But that's a whole uh, conversation by itself about parenting and stuff like that. Um, how did we start it? Like you said, everybody loves traveling, right? Who doesn't like traveling? And... Uh, and, you know, it's, it's funny. The, the funny thing is, you know, we've been doing it for a year and a half. And every time we go to like an, let's call it ordinary place. You know, every time we go back to New York for two weeks, if it's for, for work or some, uh, some paperwork, you know, we see so many people from, let's call it a previous life, you know, where I used to live for 12 years. And when they hear like, oh, where do you live right now? I'm like, I'm, I'm a digital nomad. I, I live in the world. Uh, everybody's like, wow, man, you're living the dream, you know? And I hear it daily, 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 uh, you know, and, and, you know, New York, New Jersey, you meet people like, you know, doesn't numbers, are just numbers, you know, multimillionaires yet. They just, they don't ask you what kind of house you have. They don't ask you what kind of car you have. They don't care what you're wearing, but they just hear that you're traveling and they say like, wow, you're living the dream, man. So what is your dream? You know, so many people saying that this is their dream, but they don't do anything else, but focusing on creating money. You know, like you doing this podcast, uh, it's passion. 
you know? It's passion that eventually, if you love it enough and you do it enough and you practice enough, it will take off. You'll be the next Joe Rogan, right? If, if you That's have it in passion, on, you know? Because you won't last. You won't last if you do just money. You know, you won't, you won't last, you know? So, so it started this way, you know? It started that we... Dude, it's, it's a story, you know. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I got all these, I got different businesses when retail and stuff like that. And then my wife is a TV, is a, was a full-time TV host on live TV. So that was like, all right, she already 10 years in TV. Like, would she just drop it? So we kind of set ourselves a goal and we said like, okay, let's, let's give it another two years. If you don't make it into Hollywood, like if you don't play next to The Rock in the next two years, which is... <laughs> You know, near, not impossible, but very uh, tough shot. Uh, then we say, all right, let's, let's pause everything and let's do what we really love. Let's do traveling. You know, the beauty is that people don't understand. You can pause anything at any time. You know, if you're good at something, you can pause it and come back to it. And I talk to people daily about it oh it's the dream oh really if that's your dream why don't you leave everything and travel oh you know because i have kids really do you think the kids wouldn't want to travel like what, what's more epic than taking the kids now to oh it's a one month fear, on- brother it's it's absolutely a fear and i think people also you mentioned stopping everything especially if they're good at something it's that momentum for a lot of people so you know even for me i would love to travel <clears throat> excuse me i would love to travel but I'm in this momentum now, especially with, with the podcast and so many other things. And that would be tough. I mean, I at least want to get my, I at least want to get my podcast and business to a certain level before, before heavily traveling. It's one thing to go on a two week vacation, three week vacation, but to be traveling a lot, it's tough. It's two different things. Actually, we can talk about it because it's two different things right now. You can do the podcast from everywhere. But probably, and I'm assuming, and I'm not trying to be rude, it cannot support you to the level of traveling that you want to do. Absolutely. Right? So, you still have a, so you still have a job on the side. Yeah. But that, job, right, so that job, that maybe or maybe not be your full passion. If, you, if your passion is traveling and your passion is podcast. So what are you doing right now? Are you saving for a trip? Or are you saving to create more financial freedom? Are you saving on growing your podcast? I don't think you need to invest too much money to create a podcast. It's just um, dedication, dedication, and, and time-consuming. I mean, definitely cost money. Definitely cost money because I have an editor, especially for my in-person episodes. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I don't like, Zoom is not my preferred option because it, it's just not, the interaction is not the same at all. If you were sitting in my studio and we were having a, a one-on-one in-person conversation, it's different. It just is. The interaction is different. People view it differently. Uh, it has, it's a more powerful episode, quite frankly. So, uh, you know, that's and, another thing. And what, then what yeah. is your dream? Your dream is a podcast. So then what is your dream? Oh, your dream financial ever, freedom uh, is absolutely a dream. So traveling for me is very important, but I get more, my biggest, <clears throat> my biggest enjoyment is, is accomplishing goals, uh, setting out, setting out to do certain things and, and getting them done. I just love a good that's challenge. Perfect. That's amazing. Then that's perfectly fine. Then, then mm-hmm. your, then you tell me that I'm living the dream because this is my dream and your dream is not necessarily is the same, which is fine. Everybody mm-hmm. has his own dream. If you have a powerful podcast that you sit with awesome people every week, 
perfect. Then you're living your dream. You right now living your dream because you do what you want to do. That's a problem. People don't do what they want to do. People oh, yeah. work to pay bills. You right now living the dream, my brother. You're doing your podcast. Absolutely. So this is this is freaking epic. You know that's what you do. You're living the dream. Absolutely. But I, this is. I, yeah, go on. No, I'm saying like I I talk to people daily, and I meet people that are like multi-millionaires, extremely su- successful, and all that kind of stuff. And then they tell me, ah, oh, man, you know what? You living right. You living the dream. And then I you know I poke them. Then why don't you do this all? Like drop off everything. You got all the money in the world. And I'm talking about, like I have friends with like hundreds of buildings, hundreds of buildings. What holds you from doing it right now? Oh, you know, it's, it's, you know, work. What do you mean? Like, how far do you have to push? Like, how much money do you need? What is your dream? Now, it's fine. If your dream is to have a billion dollars, then this is your dream. But don't tell me I live the dream because I live my own dream. This is not your right. dream. Everybody yeah. lives the People don't think, people do not really think it through. They say it so, so, so in such an empty fashion and you're, and I, what I love, because I'm the same way, brother. If I notice there's a, <clears throat> I mean, is a chink in the armor or something doesn't add up? I'm going to question it. I'm going to be like, what do you, what do you mean? It's the dream. You're, you have the ability to live it. Go fucking live it. Don't talk shit about always oh, the dream. It's so empty. So exactly. Uh, don't get me wrong. Man. I love, I love traveling. I love traveling. Uh, at the same time, it's just for me. Huh? No, no, no. I hear you. Of course, hundred yeah. percent. It's just different style. It's just different style, you know. To to be able to say I don't have a house when we had a house and we literally live in suitcases and we are in different house every two weeks. It's it, it takes personality, you know. It takes personality. Not easy uh, for some people, you know. It's which is fine. It's fine. My, for a lot my, of people, I think, I think for a lot of people, I think it's the instability of, of it. Doesn't when I say instability, it doesn't have to have a bad meaning. It's it's that no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. it's right. It's that people for it, there's beautiful sides of both things, right? So the idea for a lot of people about traveling constant. This is all things you know, but I'm giving perspective to people listening. Giving having stability, you know, with going to the same job, same house, same wife, kids, yada yada. It's like okay, I know what I'm getting myself into fine the negative and downside to that which i also i on one hand i like the element of stability on the other hand i cannot go work for someone nine to five for the rest of my life have a capped salary not be able to do more than that not have the financial freedom to do what i want more than anything more importantly than anything not be able to do what i enjoy day to day comes with more risk it comes with more reward so i'm a realtor uh full-time that's my main source of income I love doing it. There's bullshit. There are annoying elements of it, but I love it. I'm, I have no boss. There's no cap salary. Nobody telling me when to come and go. It's perfect for me. Uh, then I have the podcast on the side. I, you know, they intertwine. They they work together. You know, as one kind of. It's not all real estate, obviously, clearly, but I'm doing two things I love to do. It's perfect. Uh-huh. I just have to build both of them. That's it. Simple as that. I can't. One thing I can't understand is when people get up every Monday. And they're dreading their week. It, it doesn't compute with me, bro. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, you're going to spend the majority of your life doing shit you ate. You're going to sleep a third of it. Do you not, do you, does that not ever bother you? And if it does, it bothers everybody. But people just don't, they can't get out of it. They can't mentally get out of it. They can't just, well, they, you know, there's no 
no right or wrong. Like, like, like Gary Vee always says, you know, I can have all these millions, but I can have a teacher who works a nine to five job, makes 40 grand a year and is the fucking happiest person on earth. And this is fine. You know, like, you know, I always tell my wife, you know, my wife, she's, she's always been awesome. She's always been successful. 16 years old. She used to work as a host in a, in a restaurant. And she was making, I'm talking about like 15 years ago, used to make like $20 an hour, you know, when she was 16, 15 years ago. So since then she got corrupted with numbers. She says, it's just like, I can't work for somebody because nobody can afford me. Uh, so this is another way to look at it. People get shocked when I tell them I can do a nine to five job right now. No problem. If it can afford what I think I'm worth, you know, and the problem people don't value their time the right way. And that's a whole other conversation, you know, like the most expensive life is time. That's the only thing you cannot afford. There's no price to it. You know, I came from, I came from a family that my dad has a huge, a huge factory, 45 employees, 17 trucks. He was doing like windows work. He was doing the biggest hotels in the country in Israel. And then, uh, you know, started from scratch when he was like 16, 17, you know, my dad is 74. So you're talking about when Israel was just like kind of like rebuilding itself. Um, and then when I was 13 and he was about 55, 57, he lost everything. He made a few wrong moves, signed up on some wrong uh, partnership and somebody screwed him over and he lost everything. And I'm talking about he lost probably $2 million worth of savings in Israel 15, I mean, 20 years ago. It's a lot, a lot of money, right? And we were having a, a beautiful apartment, never a house, it was never a show off. Uh, I'm having a beautiful apartment, great two cars that we're waking up in the morning and there's no cars downstairs. And then like a month later, we have to leave our apartment. I didn't feel it. I was 13. He never made me feel it. We actually moved to a rental that was 10 times more awesome than the, than the apartment that we owned. So why was, I, it, so, why was it, it so nice? What was so good about the rental? No, it was just bigger. It was, oh, we lived on the eighth floor. Now we moved to uh, the next door city. We were on the 21st floor. I got a, a much bigger bedroom with a huge balcony to myself. Like for me, it was an upgrade. But in my mind, in my dad's mindset, he lost all his saving that he saved for 39 years of work. Um, and he had he had four siblings. Yeah, yeah, we have four siblings. He had $250,000 saved for each one of us for the day we needed. He had to take all our savings out. You oh know? So can you a man, a, a father to four, and you have all these crazy saving and an apartment and two cars and, you know, and you just lose everything over a year. And because you got screwed by people. So now I learned that lesson at the age of 13. My dad was working every single day. We used to see him only on a Saturday. And even on a Saturday, it was half a day. He would go to the factory when it's closed without anybody. And he was doing his own little homework until 1 p.m. We would see my dad every day after 9 p.m. And we would see him only on a Saturday from 1 p.m. till we go to sleep. Pretty much once a week, we see my dad. Now he lost everything. And guess what? Everything's fine. You know, everything's fine. We still have apartment. We moved to a rental and to our rental cars. We still have food on the table. We have each other. Everything's still fine. But there's, there's less money. But you can remake the money. But what about all the time that we lost? You, you cannot gain that time back. You know? And I learned that when I was 13 that I'm only going to push myself to make money so far. And this is, this is wrong in a way because people like, there's age to hustle, blah, blah, blah. And then there's Gary Vee who comes and tells you, dude, 
don't worry about anything before you're 30. Like he tells you just like do some dumb shit until you're 30. You always say like some random stuff like that. You're too young to feel the stress of money. And then I recognize. I don't know my... if he's, but I, I've heard, I've understood him differently though. Cause on one hand, he, he says you're young and you have a lot of time. On the other hand, he says, you know, uh, he, he was think... working throughout his twenties. Like he personally was doing that. So everyone's different everyone's got their own thing but like for me i'd rather yeah. bust my ass now uh i'm 28 i've been working hard for since i was 15 16 as a waiter but i don't know i'd rather work harder now so when i'm 40 i'm not sitting there working for some some guy and i fucking hate it everything he does you know and he's looking over my shoulder going, hey did you fill out that paperwork yesterday huh you can also work for some guy but absolutely love it at the same time I mean, you know, I just can't see myself working. It's very hard for me to, to, to really work for somebody. I don't know. I can work with somebody. Very hard for me to work for somebody. I just, I have a hard time with it. How about if you happen to work for the person who admired the, the person who, um, who uh, I forgot the word, <laughs> who inspire you the most? Everyone has inspiration. It could be. It's open for conversation, but I'd prefer to have my own, you know? own thing. It's it's my it's mindset, you know. Don't don't put guards for yourself, you know. How about if I told you tomorrow you are you are able to manage a, a weekly podcast to Warren Buffett? It's gonna be you, Warren Buffett, sitting right next to you, and every week you and Warren Buffett gonna interview another awesome person in the world, and you have to do this job for a year fucking epic right you're working for warren buffett you're sitting fucking right but what now but now you yeah no i'd be stupid not to i'd be stupid not to but it also depends on what it entails it all depends on the condition yeah then conditions matter then i that's why i never tell myself like i never put myself that word that i don't want to work for somebody i'll work for whoever if somebody inspired me, if I, if I feel like that I get what I worth, I don't care for that word that I don't want to work for somebody. I don't, want, I don't care for nine to five. Maybe I can do whatever I love the most from nine to five tomorrow. I love sports. I love, I love music. I love my family. What if somebody paid me to babysit my son? Just, just think something wild. If somebody paid me to play tennis three hours a day and somebody play, uh, pay me to do uh, music for something for two hours a day, freaking a dream job you know but it's whatever i designed for myself now and guess right. what it might be possible i don't know i just won't say, I, I just won't say it in, in a way that i won't do this i won't do that i'll do whatever that i think it's worth it for me you know it's a, you can shape everything those conversations are endless you know we can talk about those things for i know hours. i love these conversations i wish i was sitting with you in greece talking about it with you man that'd be great dude i'm gonna come to <laughs> miami in october uh, we'll meet up. We we in the process Sounds of buying an apartment in Aventura. So we'll be there October and we buying can... a place where? Do a recap in Aventura. Dude, I live in I live in Aventura. I wish I knew. I mean, uh, I guess I don't know if you had an agent you already knew, but I would have loved to help you. I was somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who came to us. Uh, it was it's directly with the owner kind of thing. Mm, okay. Yeah, I live here, man. I live I live right in the neighborhood. So that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. hopefully yeah, looking forward to meeting. So so, follow up, so, you, you follow up. so what what I'm what I'm saying about this mm-hmm. whole life thing is people don't talk enough. 
They don't have this conversation that we have. People don't have this conversation with with themselves. They don't have with their partners. They don't have with their friends. They don't have the conversation of, all right, let's talk about life. You know, they talk to their friends every single day, but they're talking about, they complain. Most people complain. They live through complaints. And the more both sides complain, the more they get together. It's amazing. And I lived in a life that I'm so not complaining, me and my wife. And we felt that we lose so many friends along the way because we were having these dinners with people. It would be like four or five couples. And you hear everybody talks and everybody just complain, 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 complain. And then it's your turn to kind of like talk. And everything is just awesome. And my wife, my wife got a message from her best friend when she asked her, how come you didn't invite me to your party? And she said, you know, my other two friends, they're kind of jealous in you because you're always so happy and everything goes so well for you. And they asked me not to invite you. Do you get this? It's a real thing. You just get this. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And I, and I have. The friends even admitted that? That's what the friends told her? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my friends told me, you know, kind of like jealousy. Everything goes so good for you. And every time you talk, it's so amazing that, you know, they're just like kind of cranky. You know how many girlfriends of my wife? when we met and we started dating and we just got married, they were so like iffy until they got into a relationship. And they, I was like, you know, awesome. She said, yeah, I told her she was awesome. I was like, yeah, but she was such a dick. Like she was, she was like for like two years, but now she's in a relationship, you know? People cannot help themselves. That that jealousy, you know, when they see you success, they see you being successful, they see you happy, it bothers them. Without That's why people that have... They get together. People get so much better and so much closer when they complain. And it's just the same thing with with uh, with miserable people in this world and joyful people. Like you see all this protesting and stuff like that. You see what people need to protest. They get together so quick. But people that don't want to protest, you know, they just stay at home. They're not going to go and kind of like stop them. Like peaceful is so much more quiet than being angry. You know, yeah. you put... Take a group of ten of a hundred people that are just peaceful and watching in the sky, and take one angry person who screams around. He's gonna bother the entire hundred people. You know, like anger is so much stronger than peaceful, and it goes in so many ways. And it goes in work, it goes in making money, it goes in in, in everything in relationship. The problem is people don't talk about it enough. People don't have these conversations. School doesn't educate you. Um, I believe everybody should have uh, a psychologist or someone who's close enough to be a psychologist just to talk, just to do a recap, you know? People just don't do recaps about, like, what happened this week? What happened this year? What do we want to happen next year? You know, people always live with a, with this thought, oh, in the right time. I'll travel more at the right time. I'll buy a car in the right time. I'll, I'll meet someone at the right time. There's no right time. You want to do it, do it. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't take much to travel. Uh, you know how many people we've, we met that travel under a thousand dollars a month around the world they sleep in awesome places for seven dollars a night and ten dollars mm-hmm. a night my wife did when she traveled the first time to india she slept in places that cost like five and seven dollars a night you know so everything is possible there's and it's not about the number it's just like you can do whatever you want if you love it you'll be good at it if you're good at it it'll work out yeah, you're, you're, you know? everything you're saying is extremely logical. It's for, for most people. And I, there are things that apply to me in this regard. There are things that I love that you mentioned you're never fully prepared for anything because it's true. There's never a perfect time for anything. I do think 
at the same time, there are certain things that should be calculated instead of just jumping and just doing anything. So for instance, for me, when I started my podcast, I didn't have a lot of money to throw around. I couldn't make the best studio, get the best equipment, but I jumped in and I, I winged it and I've come a long way, bro. And, uh, you know, I'm almost at, you're going to be the 70, 79th episode. So it's pretty That's awesome. Yeah, man. So in terms of business, in terms of podcasting, whatever it is, you have to take a leap of faith with it and, and, and perfect it as you go, you know, get better as you go. But like for me, for instance, with, with marriage, I'm not really comfortable getting into a serious relationship until I have like a certain amount of, a certain amount of business coming in. Until, until the right people come and steal your heart as, as corny as it sounds. Yeah. Right. When the right one comes, it just, it, it just, it takes the right one. You never know. You just never yeah. know. It can come. All of a sudden, it means nothing. You say, you know, like you, all of a sudden, you can be so happy that you say, you know, I don't care for podcasts. I don't care for nothing. Now my passion is just to be with this person on a freaking lonely island. In two years, I'm going to rethink everything I want. You just never know. We are, we are humans. We are so emotional. Things can throw us off right and left. You know, we just everything is so unexpected. Some people say they need a boat to go through life. And I feel like I can just stand in the middle of the ocean on a little toothpick and I'll manage I'll do how to jungle my legs and I won't fall in the water. Oh, I, I'll even swim and I, I'll push the, the, the toothpick while I'm swimming, you know? Uh, it's everything. You know, you know what? I say that, but at the same time, I do hold myself with certain things. For example, I'm dying to start YouTube. We've been dying to start YouTube. And we lacking. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to put an episode once a week. We said it six months ago already. We put maybe seven episodes instead of instead of forty something, fifty-two instead of twenty-six in six months. Uh, because because I'm telling myself, oh, I need the editing to be better. And then every time I'm trying to edit a video, um, you know, it's like I I I take I stretch the editing for two three weeks until I get what I like. And Why don't then, you hire an uh, editor? Um, what? Why don't you hire an editor? Of course I have an editor. I think I have the time to edit anything myself. No way. Oh, okay. So you do. So what's wrong? I have an editor, actually. When, when the editor was traveling with us, it was easier to post. But now our editor is overseas. He went for a vacation. He's joining us again in two weeks in Bali. He's joining us. And then when he's with us, it's easier. Because when you need to review something, you just review it. It's not like uploading 20 gigabyte and then downloading 20 gigabyte. Like, so it's going to be easier. So March is going to start again. But my point is, Every pro YouTuber tell me, dude, you overdoing it. Just post it. Just freaking post. Absolutely. One video will be good. One stuck. One, like, just post once a week. Just stick to the once a week. Just post it. And you see with time, after you, after you post 100 different videos, you will see on the engagement which one was better. The fully edited, the longer one, the shorter one, the joking one, you know? And look, I tell myself the same. I tell you the people need to do what I don't do. You know, it's, 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 it's funny, but by talking about it now, now I'm pushing myself again. So tomorrow I'm going to tell my wife, let's, let's post something. However right. it's going to be, let's see the reaction. For That's sure. what I'm saying. People need to have this. Yeah, it's very normal though that sometimes we have better advice from an outside perspective than we do when we're looking internally. It's funny how that works. You know. always like that yeah you know sometimes uh, 
food. You know, when I used to train people, I used to tell uh, times I used to tell the people, you know, oh, can I eat that? Can I eat that? I used to tell them, like, just think, what would you give to your son? What would you give to your kid? You know, like, you know, I'm, I eat French fries like a lot. And then I'm trying to tell my son, like, not French fries because it's not too healthy. You know, it's, it's just funny. It's that, it's that basic sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Your kids, your son's, you got to lead by example. Your son's going to see you eating it. He's going to want to eat it too, for sure. So, so question I had for you, cause we went into it before. How, what's it like? I mean, what's it like kind of traveling with, with the little one with Mateo all the time versus, I mean, and you mentioned it a little, you can go into parenting a bit if you want, but for, I think a lot of people watching your, your content on Instagram, they would, as much as it's a beautiful thing, they would probably see that as a very big challenge. Because you're always, you're also in in some countries. I imagine that you have to be really careful that you're constantly watching him, right? We're watching him all the time, twenty four seven. The thing that I told, first of all, the thing I told myself since I saw my dad losing all the time with us and lost the blah blah. Is I said I will never miss a day for my for my sons for my kids' life. I'll be there, you know, with money, without money. More, I want to be there twenty four seven. And and thank God I did it because. When kids grow up, there's so many moments that just don't repeat themselves. Like my son at the age of three months, he was like singing all day, age of three months. And it was one day that he was singing all day. And it was like the funniest thing ever. And we recorded the, whole, the entire day. And it just never happened again. It's never, it just never happened again. And then like a few months later, it was another freaking awesome. It was, it had like, he had that like deep laugh. I have it on video. He had like a deep laugh. And we, was, we were laughing like he has a laugh like a truck driver. He was doing like a... <laughs> days and it never happened again and there's so many moments that brings you so much joy and then you understand again the value of time you know it's like i could have missed that if i was just focusing on making extra thousand dollars if i was focusing on on building him a bigger house or a bigger pool or blah blah like when he doesn't know the difference between a pool and a bucket right but let's put this conversation aside because he asked me about traveling with the little one Nothing is easy. Nothing is hard at the same time. It's all about how you look at the thing, you know, because making money can be easy, can be hard, depends if you love it. If you manage to love being a parent and you give your kid all the love, it kind of goes in return. You know, like when you give your son the entire attention, they are awesome. You know, don't need anything but attention. And if you give them all the attention in the world, they will never cry. They will never complain. They will never be cranky. They don't know. They start as a reset. All they need is, is you. You know, there are so many videos out there. Uh, it was one video years ago that they took like 10 different kids. And, no, sorry. They took 10 different uh, parents and they asked them, who would you want to sit for a dinner with? And then one say Michael Jackson. One say uh, Freddie Mercury. One say Warren Buffett. One say this. One say that. You know, different parents. You know, the wife said this. The guy, the father said that. Blah, blah. And then they went to the kids, and they asked the kids, you know, four years old, five years old, seven years old, who would you want to have the best dinner in the world with? And every single one of them said, oh, with my mom and dad. And then you see the parents seeing these videos, and they are crying, and they go into the other room and they're just hugging their parents. You know, sometimes people don't understand. All they need is your attention. They need your time. You know, they don't care. They don't care that you buy them Gucci shoes. You buying Gucci shoes for your kid or you just want to flash to your friends that you have money to buy your kid, like to buy your kid a Gucci shoes. Very you know? true, man. Oh, Even want- more so, I think it's sometimes or oftentimes very wealthy parents use that as use the money and gifts as a way to avoid having to give their kids the time. 
it's I can give you as a we, substitute. It's like, oh, well, look, I, I love you because I'm giving you all these material things, but the one thing I'm not able to give you is time. You know, my, my one of my goals, one of my dreams is one day I, I would want to be a, call it psychologist, call it, a, I don't know, uh, speaking to, to, to couples. I would, I would really love one day when I have more time for other people um, to try to, to have this conversation more with people, with, especially with couples, because the same thing that we said that people buy certain things for the kid just to flash their friends and when people don't need it, it goes the same. It goes all the time with relationships. You know, the hardest thing is to be a, is to be a parent, to be a mother. To be honest, you know, I, I can say it as a father who's a full-time mother. The hardest thing is to deal with kids because you can't really get angry at them. You can't really understand them at the same time. And it creates a like crazy melancholy that you just like have to just suck everything in, you know, and to do it alone is very hard. You know, me and my wife, you know, we do it together. It makes it easier. I can have this podcast and she's watching him. And then she has to do work and, and we're switching. But can you imagine doing it alone for seven hours a day, eight hours a day, 10 hours a day until your partner is supposed to come back from work? By the end of the day, you are so drained. Thank God, me and my wife never really had more than two days straight doing it by ourselves because we might would get tired of it. Maybe yes, maybe not. I'm not sure. But what happened with relationships a lot is that it, it's, it's such a pattern. You know, the guy goes to work, the woman stays home, she goes crazy with the kid, two, three, four, whatever. Then when the husband comes home, he gets all the yelling. So the day after, right. he doesn't want to get the yelling. So he would beg. He would get her a belt. He would get her flowers. He would get her all these things just to shut up. That when he walks into the door, he doesn't hear all those things. And then the whole world becomes very materialistic that you see these women at home, miserable, raising kids alone without help from the husband. And he's making money, which is so much easier to make money than raising a kid. So much easier. And then he just feed her up with, with stuff instead of work less and pay your time to be at home more. You know, it's so much easier. I had this conversation a few years ago with my friend who has now three kids. And, um, and he was telling me when he has two kids, he was telling me like, uh, yeah, man, you know, like I work so hard. The company is growing, blah, blah. We're doing great. But I wish I could be more time home with my kids, you know, because I feel like it affects, affects my wife, blah, blah, blah. A week later, a week later, I tell him, uh, I don't remember exactly how it was, but I told him, hey, dude, I, I need help. I have a friend who's opening the same company as you, but in USA, but needs like a mentor. He need, he need like to speak to someone. He needs to speak to someone uh, like two hours a week. Um, how much money, how much money would you charge for an hour? And he gave me a price, right. To charge an hour. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. And I gave, and I was, I was being really with it with him and he gave me some price that it's equal for like, I don't know, for like 20 hours. I don't know if like, I don't know, it was worth like $2,000, something like that. Right. But he was wearing a $2,000 jacket, like a Montclair jacket. Mm-hmm. And I told him, all right, so I can get you for two hours a week. For $2,000, right? So I told him, if you didn't buy this stupid jacket that you're wearing right now, and I have a FaceTime with him like that, if you didn't have that stupid $2,000 jacket on you right now, for the next 10 weeks, you could have spent two hours a week with your kids. Because you just told me last week that you're really upset you can't spend time with your kids because you have to work. So that was a but trick a question. 2000. That was a great trick that question. Was a trick. I, I, I flew on him, and he looked at me, and he was like, 
son of a bitch. Like, you know, I wasn't ready for that. So there's no person. I was like, shut the fuck up. Don't talk about right. the person. Yeah, there is no, there is no person. Why the fuck are you wearing a $2,000 jacket and you tell me you can't be with your kids extra? Who cares? Who cares for a jacket? You know, I hate it strong. You know, people don't get it. Don't, don't tell me you want to do something and you do the exactly opposite. Don't tell me you want to travel, but you live in a $4,000 rental unit. You know, I lived in a basement. Well, not really a tough basement. It was a walking basement. But at the age of 24, I bought a three-family house. Actually, it's two-family. And it was illegal third unit, walking basement. The gray rule that you cannot rent a basement to somebody else, it doesn't mean you cannot live in it yourself. So it's a beautiful gray rule in America. So I bought this three, three unit that uh, my mortgage was $3,500 a month. I was renting second floor and first floor, one for $2,350 and the other one for like $2,000. So the rent was covering my mortgage plus paying me $1,000 plus paying me like $1,100 a month and I lived for free. Right. So at the age of 24, I said, damn, I actually don't have to work on a day of my life in a way. You know, I have a place, you know, to sleep. I have a thousand dollars for food, which can cover me food for the whole month. And I'm still earning. I'm still paying off the mortgage. That's fucking awesome. Then I have friends at the same age, 24, who renting a decent unit for two thousand dollars. You know, like a nice one bedroom in like one of those like beautiful buildings with a pool that's open only two months or three months a year, but they have a pool. <laughs> the building, right? And uh, and then they have an, an awesome Mercedes downstairs. It's like eight hundred dollars with the with the security with the sorry with the insurance is like you know eleven hundred dollars a month, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, you pay. 2100 plus a thousand that's thirty two hundred dollars that's thirty two hundred dollars a month right i'm like i don't pay rent so i'm saving two thousand and i earn another eleven hundred plus paying off the mortgage is eight hundred so i'm like two thousand you three thousand so we are five thousand seventy i'm like dude i can sleep and scratch balls and i'm making eighty about seventy five eighty thousand dollars more than you a year and i'm doing nothing you understand the numbers? You understand the math that I was playing right. when I was 24? Yeah. I was like, dude, we don't do nothing. I can sleep all day, learn how to play PlayStation because I don't know how to play PlayStation. And, <laughs> and I make $70,000, $80,000 more than you just because you have bills and I don't. I own a GMC, you know, that's like six years old, but you have a Mercedes and an awesome apartment. You know, it's like, it's a completely mindset. So my well, well, granted, was, granted, at the time, at the time, that was good enough for you, and you can get by. But it wouldn't be anything that you can really do much with. It's definitely a, not a bad place to be in. So yeah, no, that setup is solid, bro. Especially if you're a single guy, it's like, listen, a thousand dollars a month isn't much. But at the end of the day, you're not losing. You're in a better position than he is for sure. I get, I get your point, hundred percent. But like at the same time, later down the road, a couple of years later especially if you have a wife and kids, $1,000 in savings a month is not really going to do anything for you. But it's, but, it's not, but it's not like I really sat at home and did nothing. You know, I was actually, I was actually working. But that was my right. point. I was, of course, I was working. It's in my nature to work and, and, and continue creating. Uh, but my point is, it doesn't matter how much money I'm earning and it doesn't matter how much money he's earning. Um, I was $75,000 more than him a year just by the way we're living our life. You understand? Right. And, and so, even 
what was he doing? Well, I get what you I get what you meant, but what was he doing for a living in addition to that? Like, what was he putting away money? Was he investing money? No, no, he was he was just having a job. No, he has his own company. He has his own company that makes tons of money. Okay. Uh, I mean, not, I was making money back then, right? Whatever. But the thing is, he has bills that I don't have. So if we both making a hundred a year, you know, if we are both making a hundred a year. I, 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 I have 112 at the end of the year while he has only 25, but we're both making a hundred just right. because the way we live our own, I, I, I'm not saying not to work. I worked all the time, but because I took few more, so many steps back, not, not, sorry, not living backwards, just living below my needs, below, below my abilities. It made me gone so much farther. The problem with life is that people making 100, they'll spend 80. Tomorrow, they're going to make 120. They'll spend 100. They're going to make right. 200. They're going to spend 100. You know, that's the issue. You know, like, 100%. when does it stop? 100%. When, when does it people, stop? So true. Yeah, people don't. It, there's it, a very big misconception. Oh, if I make more money, I'll have more. But most people, the more they have, the more they spend it. They, so it, it doesn't end. If they, if they make a 500K, they'll spend 430 and none of it matters, 100%. Exactly. So, so you, you know, it, it's it, it, the whole world is conditioned that way. Well, actually, not the whole world, but like the big cities that we all know, like, you know, New York, Miami, all these big, busy cities. That's all the focusing about. You know, when I lived in, in New Jersey for 12 years, I had so many friends, you know, like I'm Israeli, he's Israeli, so usually there's like a better bond bond and like you get together more often you know because you're both like immigrants and that kind of stuff and i got to the point that i have friends who lived one exit away from me one exit away from me and back in israel we used to get together so many times and then like here in the usa we both have so much more money but we see each other once or three months because we are so busy and it keeps moving from a one bedroom to a two bedroom to a three bedroom to a better car to a bigger house blah, blah, blah. but we don't get together to just have a freaking coffee and watch tv no, it's just like to watch a movie together. Just you don't get to it. And like, what is life about? You know, if not just to have a good time, we all, you know, it's, it's a big conversation. And sometimes I don't like to, to talk about it like, in a way because I, I don't want to come out khaki, you know. And like, that's why I never like, since the age of 22, I figured like, I, I thought that I figured life and I understand how things should work for myself. I never talked about it too much because I didn't want to come come on khaki. Uh, I'm getting more comfortable with it, okay. And I want to I want to explain it to people more because people just don't hear it and they don't talk about it with just with themselves with another person. And it's so important, you know. What do you want most in life? But like eating a good meal, laughing, and have the freedom to do whatever you want, right? It's that basic, right? I want to have the freedom. I want to have a financial freedom. When you say you want to have financial freedom, you just want to do whatever you want, right? Definitely. You yeah, said I want you, you said I want a financial freedom. You didn't say I want to have ten Ferraris and not financial freedom. You say I want to have financial freedom, right? Now, if I give you tomorrow ten thousand dollars a month, would you quit and do just whatever you want? Maybe, but I'll tell you what the problem, the thing is for me, I love, again, I love the idea of sitting out to do something and doing it. So part of, I think there are some people that just want to have, huh? 
nothing wrong with that. Do do whatever right. you want. Right. So whatever I think there are just I think there are just some people that that want to have more money so they can have more material things. And I think there are some people that really want to go after what they want. And in turn, that brings them money and brings them other things. I mean, you need money to be financially free. But uh, yeah, we all listen. We live in a place like America where fortunately or unfortunately, there's that's the mentality. That's the culture. And let's say comparing it to Israel, I think a lot of people in Israel would love to have nicer things, but they understand that the reality is it's extremely difficult to, to attain that. So they kind of just have this acceptance of, okay, well, if I drive, I'm going to drive a Skoda, at least it drives. If I live in a, uh, if the place isn't so nice, at least I have a place. And in, the good part about that is you don't really have the materialism the same way. Like you can have a guy that's making an okay salary and he'll still date a, a nice, beautiful girl because there isn't really that expectation. But then these same Israelis come to America and they see there's the ability to make a lot more money and they say, oh, shit. And it can, it can cloud their judgment. It, it's, it's, it, it, there's, a, there's a really a pro and a con to any decision you make. I can go and make Aliyah right now and accept that there's less of an ability to really grow. Bit. Of course, there are wealthy people there and you can become wealthy there. But it's, it's difficult. It's more difficult. So there's a, there's a pro and a con to that. You know, it's really, uh, it's tough to dissect this conversation. And I agree with, a, I agree with what you're saying, by the way. I love what you're saying. At the same time, there are a lot of nuances to it. It's, it's, it's complex, man. Because I don't know, like what I'm doing right now, I'm spending a lot of my wake, a lot of my life working where I could be traveling and I could be sitting on the beach and I'm sacrificing time that I'm never going to get back towards work. Um, and sometimes I wonder if that's the best use of my time, but for me, it is. I mean, for me, it's it's what what I what I feel I need to do. There's no right answer, really. That's the truth. That's the tough part about it. There's no right or wrong. It's just a matter of just do what you love. If you tell me, dude, I love traveling, but I love making money more. That's 100 percent fine. The question is, I mean, my question would just be uh, not the question, but my question will be, well, how much money do you need? I want to be the richest man in the world. That's a different goal. For example, uh, Alon, our friend, right? Yeah. He said he wants to make dollar worth of real estate by 30. Awesome. That's awesome. He's living his dream. He's going to make it. He doesn't need 1 billion. There's no need or no need. He just, that's what he wants, which is 100% fine. The question is, when people tell me like, no, I, I love making money more than travel, but I love traveling too. Uh, but they haven't taken a vacation in two years. Well, how much money do you need to travel? You know, no, I just, you know, I just haven't made my goal. What's your goal? I don't know. I want to make like five million now. And they're making five million. And you know, they don't stop. Most don't. You know, they just keep right. pushing, pushing, pushing. You know, it's, it's, it's very rare to find those people who just stop. So I want to be the example of people. I, okay, I stopped in a way. Still making money every day. Still making money every day with whatever I do. Um, but uh, I turned, I, I was... I was willing to sacrifice not to make a dime and do what I love than do what and do and make money and not doing what I love. You understand? Right. And what then if you can I, do both? Let's, I can do both. And I said, all right, let's figure, let's figure first, what do I love? What do I want to do? First of all, I got to do what I love. I love traveling. All right. Now, so let's travel first. Now, how can we make money while traveling? So money became the second question, not the first question. When everyone always have the first question, how do I make money? 
you know, and not how they do what I love. So we start traveling and we turned and we thought a little bit before we just quit. And we thought, how we how we tra- doing the transition, right? I'm an entrepreneur. And then I figured, well, then I got to invest more in real estate. I got to stop opening retail shops that depends on me. And I got to get more real estate. So I shifted my expenses to have more real estate. My wife works on TV for 11 years, um, which was good money, of course, working on TV, right? And then we said, well, we like traveling. You know, how long are you going to work on TV? My passion is not really doing commercial that makes great money. My passion was to be an actress in Hollywood. And I haven't made it. And I don't want to blow my life just keep trying so let's travel and we'll figure something so we figure out let's let's focus more on social media and make sure you're becoming more of an influencer and within two years she jumped from 500,000 followers to 2.4 million followers on on Facebook and like 110k on Instagram because she was focusing more on social media knowing it's gonna eventually will bring something and we start traveling and as we're traveling and doing uh, more conversation conversation like that over zoom we've been on a few morning shows we've been on a few magazines uh the followers came and then we're working with some collaboration with different companies with hotels and all that kind of stuff you know but the first question was what do i love you know what do you want to do and we figure we want to traveling you know so that's what we do you know now another thing is traveling the world is cheaper than living in america and living in israel for sure which is wild. So, so how we start, we start, let's sell our house. You know, we have a three family house, it's COVID. It's a good time. You know, the number is up. Usually I don't sell real estate, but we were in a, in a, in, a, in an area that I didn't really like my renters. Uh, I had too many problems in seven, seven years of owning the property and, and I was able to sell the property for good enough money. Um, so I sold the property. Uh, we sold the property and then we, we were thinking like, what should we do? Should we should we buy like a like a smaller house for like you know 250, 300k and that will be our base and then we're just gonna travel to different places. And then we did the math and we're like, you know, to own a place in Jersey between like mortgages, at least one car in the parking lot, all the bills and everything, you like at like five thousand dollars a month, six thousand dollars a month between like a house, landscaping, heating, blah blah blah. And then we're like, damn. So if we don't have it, then we have six in our pocket. The same thing I had with my friend when I bought my first house, 24 years old, and he mm-hmm. rented a house. Um, and I was like, you know, for $6,000, I think we can travel to any country with $6,000. And that's what we did. That's what we did. That, that, was, that was the thought. All right, then we just don't need a place. Why do we need a place? Just to have storage. So you guys you know? literally don't have an actual place, like a full-time place? No, we don't. We are homeless. Wow. We're houseless. We're not homeless. So what do you, but don't you have things? Don't you guys have actual things, like material things? Yeah, sitting in a storage, it costs $50 a month. <laughs> 20 bucks. We have, we have 22 boxes. We have, we have 22. That was the chicken calling me, by the way. There's, there are plenty of chickens over there. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. It's funny. Uh, uh, no, and actually, actually, two days ago, if you follow us on, on social media, we just received two pallets. We had two pallets with like 25 uh, boxes. We shipped them from, we actually shipped them from USA to Greece. So officially, we have our stuff in Greece. Uh, in New York, it was about $200 a month for storage. We shipped everything to Greece. And in Greece, we actually don't pay any storage because the cousin has a huge factory. So we just have it for free even in Greece. So you literally, okay, so now, but the- does that mean you're going to spend a lot of time in Greece? 
Nope, absolutely not. Uh, we're living on March 5th, and we're probably not going to be here again the entire 2022. Wow, but you just have a bunch of stuff here. What if you need this? What if you need the things? What can I possibly need that I cannot buy in Walmart or Target for ten dollars? <laughs> so what What can I possibly, dude? I'm traveling with one sweatpants, one jeans, one dressy pants, one gym shorts, and ten white V-neck. Those ten white V-neck they cost five for twenty five on Amazon, so yeah. fifty dollar T-shirts. And you need. The need is the magic word. What do we need? We don't need anything. You know? It's so true. It's bro. Wild. Honestly, bro. Honestly, bro, you're so you're so on point, but it's like I've and it's funny because I have very much grown up very simple. You know, grew up with my grandmother. We did not have money growing up, and I'm not somebody who buys fancy Gucci, this, that. Like I I'm just not, I don't care for any of that. I definitely do want to have a nice house. I would like to have a nice mm-hmm. car. I, just, I don't, for me, it's, it'd make me happy. All that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, what you're saying is so true, though. As far as need is concerned, no, you don't need any of it. It's not a need. Exactly. It could, it's, it, it could be, it could be, it'll make somebody, some people happy. But as far as a need is concerned, no, you're, you're, you're we're perfectly fine living on a very basic level. So many friends that are ridiculously wealthy. And it blows their mind that I just uh, sold the restaurant that I that I, I had. I sold in the mall that I had, and all these things made money, but they needed so much of my time that I just sold them because I didn't want to give up my time so much. And they're like, when they hear that, I just quit everything. Yeah, I remember the conversation at the beginning. They're multimillionaires, um, and they're still working hard, still working hard. And they tell me, ah, right, so what do you guys do right now? And at that point, we actually start traveling without working. We were just traveling. Uh, we were not working. Uh, our number was like, all right, we have $6,000 a month as we would have spent on rent. Let's see how far those can go every month. And we were spending less than 6000 traveling. And, uh, and they're like, but, but how, why, why are you killing the momentum? You know, what's going to happen with your kids? I was like, what is going to happen with my kid? I'm with my kid 24-7. He's the happiest kid in the world. You know, no, but you know, like, don't you want to, you know, I, I was like, why are you working hard? I know I want to buy my kid a nice house. I want to this, this. I was like, let me ask you, me and you are really good friends right now, right? And we love each other and we pretend to be awesome people. I don't remember your dad giving you some a check of a million dollars when you were 18 or giving you a house when you were 18. Or I don't know, my dad didn't give me a house when I was 18 or a million dollar check. And we are just fine, right? We're just fine. So guess what? I'm not planning giving my kid anything. Anything. I work for myself. When I stop working, I'm blowing the entire money on myself. Guess what? Me just continuing buying real estate because it's going to earn me more residual income and I can travel and do more what I want. Eventually, when I die, I leave my kid with so many things that nobody left for me. So without even trying, I'm going to leave them at a starting point that is so much better than where I am better but mm-hmm. i'm in a great i have my my mind in one place nobody gave me a check of a million dollars and i do what i love so why mm-hmm. are you working so hard keep that you want to have a bigger house or a bigger pool so the kids have a pool kids don't care for a pool just be there now if you can do it all that's awesome if you can be there 24 7 and give them the biggest pool in the world 
then that's awesome. But if you're telling me that you need more time with your kids, but you have this awesome house, two floors, you know, 3,000 square foot, you know, built with a pool, but you're telling me that you want to be home more, sell the fucking house. Sell the fucking house. Move to a smaller house. Move to a smaller house. And instead of working six days a week, work three days a week. They don't need that house. Only it's also the, the judgment. It, a lot of it is the keeping up with the Joneses thing. That's a very big challenge for people. It's like as much as part of them. No, no at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just them versus them. But if you take, let's say, someone living in a nice area of Brooklyn, he's got a big house. Everyone thinks he's successful. They respect him. They look up to him. And then he just sells his huge ass house and gets some little tiny house. There's that judgment he's worried about, you know, especially in the Jewish community. He's like, oh, well, what are people going to think? So as much as he, in the back of his mind, he's got Almok kick him in, kicking him in the ass. And he's like, fuck, I wish I could do it, but I can't handle what's going to come with it. The judgment that's going to come along. That, that, and that again, come to have uh, um, uh, a strong base, a strong state of mind of at the end of the day in front of the mirror that's the chicken at the end of the day it's just in front of the mirror it's just you it's just you in a mirror you know the mirror is so it's okay that's something i just came up with it's only so big you can only feed so many people in the mirror it's mostly gonna be you your wife and the kids right how many people are gonna fit in front of the mirror now whoever's in front of the mirror that's who is important you know because we've all seen friends come and go it sucks but it's true Right. 90% of always come and go. They, they, they just there because it's, it's comfortable. I don't mean they're going to stab you in the back, but something can happen. They're going to move away to more and you might not going to hear from them for another year because they're busy. And, and that never, that's never going to let, that's never going to happen between you and yourself. You wake up with yourself, you go to sleep with yourself, you take a shit with yourself, you're working with yourself. At the end of the day, it's you with yourself. So what makes you happy? Other people makes you happy, then be with them more. People that you're now with makes you happy by the way they look at you, man. Then you still gotta work on something here. You gotta meditate more, you gotta conversate with your loved one more, and just look at your kids' smile. What you know, when people have kids, they understand that more. Some, some people do, and some people don't. Because sometimes when you have a kid, you know, they, they understand like that level of love, that just nothing, nothing matters anymore. Um it sounds, but it's, it's true in so many ways. Um, that's the thing. People just don't have enough conversations. And I blame school on it a lot. Like, you know, people ask me, oh, so are you going to put your kids in school? I'm like, probably never. Private schools or like uh, private groups or homeschooling. I don't think schools are good anymore. You know, oh, it's just like a way of keeping people in, in place back in the days. Now, like Israel. With all this COVID and the vaccine, people were rushing to vaccinate their kids just so they can throw them back to school. Now, why do you send them to school? Do you really send them to school to get educated at this point? Or you send them to school just to get rid of them and you can have time for yourself? That's the second reason is probably more of a reason for most people, yeah. You know, and I, and, you know, and I had this argument and my entire family upsets me. And everyone in Israel upsets me how they all just jumped into the vaccine. Now, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just saying that my life is too worthy 
and something that is a 50-50, it's just not good enough. Even 90-10 is not good I'm not, enough. I'm not, I'm the, not, I don't, I don't care about the vaccine for myself either. So you're talking, you're preaching yeah, to the choir. Like, when you tell me the odds of me dying from this vaccine is less than 1%, but then you tell me the vaccine works only 80%, then the 1% is better. It, it's that simple. But then if you're not vaccinated, you can't go into the restaurant. Then fuck it, I'll eat at home. They, they don't deserve my money. <laughs> but I can't send school. They don't send them to school. Yeah, but I won't be able to go to work. Kids don't care for your work. Just just pay the fucking rent and just be with them at home. Oh, but you can't be with them because you don't have enough patience for your kids. Then it's a different problem. Don't tell me you're sending the kids. Because, then what is school? School is a babysitter or school is education place? The whole world is is so far gone from where we tried to build it for hundreds, for thousands of years. Now, where are we? Are we living? Or are we just focusing on, on money? And like, are we really like, you know, back in the days in the 50s, people used to go to work just to put food at the table, on the table. That's what it was. It was just to pay the bills. Back right. in the 50s, 99% of the people, they don't want to have the biggest house on the street. Because they would say, ah, I don't want to have that evil eye. I much rather live below my, my, my abilities, below my needs. And just, I don't want to, you know, back in the days it was like that. People were so scared of the evil eye that it was just so cute. Like until today, we still hear like people say, like all the fashion people, you know, they tell you, oh, you know, don't buy the craziest car so you don't have that evil eye, you know? And like, it's kind of cute because people back in the days were just focusing on having a warm house, a warm mm -hmm. water to take a shower, food. But people were happy, you know, they were growing up with each other. And the one who had enough saving, they could take an extra vacation, spend extra time with, with people, with their, with their loved ones. And, right. you know, we, thousands of years, we know we just, we just a body, blood and, and water, whatever is in us. And we get satisfied by having a good conversation, by having a good laugh, you know, by getting a little tipsy, if it's drinking some alcohol, you know, all these are so accessible you know and imagine you can do it every single day you know we just came back from dr we were six weeks in dr my wife's family they're all doctors in dr they're all super educated and they're all like fairly wealthy you know for the dominican republic none of them has a crazy house they all have like nice houses but not crazy nothing like eye-catching they get together every single day dude okay. for Bro, four days a week, four days a week, they throw in a karaoke party. Every week, four days a week, five days a week. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. We slept in our uncle's house. We came for three weeks. We extended an extra three weeks. It was the best six weeks of my life. We were doing karaoke every day. People would get drunk every day. Tons of food on the table every day, and people would just sing their heart out. And the, and they get drunk suck, every day. Bro. They literally drink every day. It's amazing, <laughs> bro. Every day, you know, Uncle Rafael is uh, about to be seventy. This time we drink whiskey at ten o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and he's about, dude, fucking wild. He go with a coffee mug, like in back in the old coffee mug, and inside is whiskey, and he drives with that shit. He sleeps the whole day. You know, like, I, I'm the person who always says, like, you know, health. You know, like, you got to eat healthy. You got, you know, don't, I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. Um, oh, you don't even drink alcohol yourself? Dude, nothing. 
I don't drink. He, I, I kind of never fell to it. Uh, and from young age, I started working out like really early. I started working out at the age of 13. I was always into sports and I, and I know that alcohol is just not good for you, blah, blah. So, but at the same time, if Tio Rafael, if Uncle Rafael dropped dead today at the age of 70, and I'm going to last to 90, his life might have been better. You know? He enjoyed himself maybe more than me. You know, there's... I'm not saying to people go drink. Like, I don't know how to explain what I'm saying here right now. It's a very There's difficult no thing to talk about. Um, it's, because it's very easily argued in either direction, bro. And that's where, the, that's where life gets complicated. It's like, should this guy be drinking cup loads of whiskey? Should he be driving drunk? Probably not. Like, he, he's, I don't know if he's making the best decisions, but he's at a point no, in his life not, where, quite frankly, he doesn't give a fuck. He's not, he's not driving drunk. But, you know, it, it's so funny because they're all doctors. And they're all, they all drink. They're all like neurosurgeons. They're alcoholic doctors, bro. All of them. They're all like top doctors and surgeons. And they get drunk way too often. And they probably drink way too much. And, you know, we tried to have the conversation with them. And, you know, like our cousin tell us, like, like you know, he tells like straightforward. He say, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm a, a little bit overweight. Not, not obese. I'm just a little overweight. I probably drink too much. But I see so many people die at the age of 40, 50, and 60 that are super healthy and they just drop dead. Like, there's just no right or wrong. But maybe if you just complete with your mind and true happiness will get you the farthest. You know, now I'm not saying go drink too much or go do anything too much, but have a good balance. At the same time, you know, they're all doctors. You know, they all spend 10, 12 years of school to get to where they are. You know, you can't, they, they're not like slums. They're not just sit home and drink, right? So they're all like, they, they have a lot of, we have a lot of respect for them. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's freaking the guy's a neurosurgeon, you know, like I've seen him, I've been with him in the, sur in the surgery room. It's, it's freaking epic, the things he does. Uh, the point is, do what you love. People just don't do what they love, you know, and have a, and have a fair balance. Have a fair balance. If you know you need to um, work a little bit so you can have the right house or the right vacation, that's fine. But but have that balance. You know, don't work 90% of your time just to enjoy 10% of that awesome house. If you can do 50-50, it's much better. You know, drop 30% of the size of the house, but also drop 30% of the time you're working. You'll be in a good 50-50. You're probably going to be a much happier person. You know what I'm saying? People just so off balance, so off balance, you know? Yeah, I think it's tough. People like routine. Most people, even if they listen to you, me included, are going to have a, a tough time. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I like the trajectory, tra trajectory of my life. So uh, for the most part, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, what you're saying is very eye-opening. So it gives me a lot of perspective. It's good. Yeah. It's awesome. Do what you do. For totally sure. fine. If you do what you do, what you love, that's at the end of the day, it's just do what you love. The problem is, there's so many people out there that they don't do what they love, but they're happy that they have a good house. They don't do what they love, but they're happy that they drive the right car, you know, whatever. But they don't do what they love. If you do what you love, do it all. If you love being a realtor, you love doing a podcast, at the same time, you can manage that 
and being with your partner, being with your future kids and have an awesome house and have awesome car. If you can have everything you want, you just have everything you want. Then, you know, there is that, that, my point is there's no right or wrong. But don't tell me you're miserable at work and you cannot take that vacation because you're waiting for the right time. You know, that's my point. People always waiting for the right time. Do what you love. If you do what you love, then it's freaking perfect. That's what I'm telling you. If somebody tomorrow give me a nine to five job, but it's what I love to do, I'll do it. What if tomorrow my nine to five job is to uh, all of a sudden be like a, a mayor of my favorite city? I don't know, and I kind of love it, and I can get to travel and do all that thing. All of a sudden, I'm working actually even more than nine to five, but I'm probably making an awesome income. I travel. I do what I love, talking to people, and I make everybody in my family proud, and I probably get enough time to be with my family. So here we go. I'm, I'm a full-time employee, but I do what I love, and now I'm like a nomad. I don't have to work for nobody. The point is, people, do what you love. The question is, what do you love? People just don't think what they love to do. You know, it's also hard when they're locked in, they have family, kids, it's hard for them to just stop it. But at the end of the day, life is hard. Yeah, man, I hear you. You know what I tell a lot of people that, that have a job and they don't want to quit their job or something and, and they work in a corporation for like 10 years and something, oh, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't quit. You know, I, I grew up, so I you know I climbed the ladder so much. I tell them the same thing all the time. Dude, if you go to your boss right now and tell him, dude, I'm, I'm not quitting or maybe you fire me or whatever. I'm taking a two months. I'm giving you two months notice from now, but in two months from now, I'm taking a six months off. I'm taking my family and I'm going to freaking Costa Rica and I want to live on the beach. I've never done it. Uh, Mid thirties. I'm doing it right now because I can. We'll talk in six months. If you're good at your job, they'll take you back. The hardest thing in this world is to have good employees. The hardest thing in this world is to find good people. Good people. Now, if you think that you are good and you're good at your job, they will take you back. Nobody's gonna fill up your your position. Or if, if they don't, or and if or if they don't take you back, somebody will. Somebody that definitely will. Someone else will. But you'll get a job overnight. Right. You'll get a job if you suck. Then you just suck. <laughs> Let me say, <laughs> and I tell them that, dude. You can quit whatever you want if you want to go like me. Because people always say, "Oh, you live the dream." Then, dude, take it here. No, but I have kids in school. That's fucking four, fucking five. You know, what did they study in school? Nothing. Take them for a year vacation. You will educate them to life more than any school can. Take off for a year. No, but I can't quit my job. What do you worry about? Rent your house as it is on Airbnb for the next one year. Go live somewhere else. Go be the best decision you've ever made. Why are you afraid of? I don't know, man. You're just afraid because you can do it. Every one of us can do it. You know, every one of us can do it. You, me, anyone. So I just did it. I just left. Yeah, it's a big, yeah, big challenge for a lot of people. But I hear you. It's it's definitely it's motivating, bro. I I uh, I don't want to say I'm gonna do it because I'm I don't like being that person. I like to say I'm gonna do something and do it. But uh, yeah, regardless, bro, we're we're doing already in an hour and almost twenty minutes. So I'm gonna uh, you know, have to just cut it short from here. Oh wow. Yeah, bro. And I would love to talk more, man. Hopefully when you come to Florida, we, we can have a nice long talk. You know, we can really spend a lot of time, but I just can't do it too long. Um, you know, my, yeah. it's, you know, for my editor, but also I, I like to keep engagement. So until my podcast really grows, I try to keep it to a certain, certain time. Okay. So yeah, dude, Almug, thank you so much for coming on. You, you really very inspirational. 
awesome awesome conversation uh guys make sure to again subscribe like and share check out uh the travel is epic instagram page i'm going to follow all of the uh, and also uh, uh almog and, and evie's personal pages i'm going to drop everything so brother thanks again for coming it was an awesome episode i look forward to uh, to meeting in person soon thank you brother i appreciate it See you, man. absolutely talk to you soon uh, thank you uh, bye. Peace.